Hello and welcome to the Mon Kinlock podcast. I'm your host, Mon. I'm a soul-led women's coach, a life coach, a health coach, and a personal trainer. And I am obsessed with all things life empowerment, soul purpose, holistic wellness, personal development, and deepening connection with self. My mission is to help empower women like yourself to reconnect with your innate power by providing the tools, the guidance, and a safe space to feel seen and heard so you can truly thrive in the most beautiful way. So if you're ready to live a life you are proud of, a life that absolutely lights your soul up, and a life that is so in alignment with your core values and soul purpose, this is exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Let's dive into the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mon Kinlock podcast. I cannot believe it has been, what has it been? I don't even know, three or four months since I last recorded. Safe to say, it's been a hot minute. I'm so excited to be back in your ears. I'm so excited to be recording. Not going to lie, it feels terrifying. I definitely have not used my voice like this in a while, but we're just going to do it. We're just going to do it. We're just going to get straight into it. I do want to start off by saying I think I may as well. It's been a little while. I'm just going to share a little bit about the journey that I've been on since I stopped recording uh, because it does tie in very well with this podcast. So I, and I've just got to laugh, honestly, I've just got to laugh. So when I started, when I created this podcast, it was, we were coming into a new year, a fresh year. We were starting what I wanted to start the year really strong. I had every intention. And I mean, I planned this to a T. I had my schedule going. I had a habit tracker that I was filling out. I had everything theoretically working for me to create the perfect environment to be able to record a podcast every week, have a podcast out every week, as well as showing up consistently every week on social media on top of still technically getting used to the lifestyle of a full-time job, still recovering. Uh, My gut went through a lot last year. I was getting tested for Crohn's and celiac. I had those tests in November and it was about a four to six month lead into that with my gut just absolutely demolished. So my energy was low, it was still picking back up. Um, I literally had to start from scratch again with my exercise around that time or just afterwards. So safe to say I felt like even though I planned it, I was going from zero to 100. And the thing is I wasn't allowing myself room to breathe because I didn't have any opportunity to breathe. And I laugh about it because in human design, I am a manifesting generator. And in Western astrology, I am a Taurus sun with a Sagittarius moon and rising. I have a lot of fire within me. I have a lot of fire and a lot of passion and a lot of drive and determination. That comes naturally to me. And... As much as I have this drive, what is the opposite of what my body needs is the ability to go, 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 go without stopping. I envy those people that seem to be able to function off less than eight hours sleep a night, wake up, do a heavy, intense exercise session multiple times a week, 
get all of their commitments in for work, not be burnt out, just, you know, juggle a social life, juggle their family, juggle their work. That is not me. And I bring that up because I feel like that's so important to acknowledge. But yeah, I feel like I've just had to laugh because anytime I feel like I can, you know, cheat the way that my body needs to function and just push through and, you know, create this perfect, quote unquote, perfect schedule uh, that covers every part of my health and my lifestyle and just not burn out. The more that I try and plan to a T and the more that I try and fit in, the more that the universe, undoubtedly so, is going to slap me in the face. And I mean, very strongly slap me in the face to remind me, girl, you just don't function like that. You just don't cope. You don't cope. Your work doesn't cope. Your health doesn't cope. Your relationships don't cope. Nothing copes when you are not allowing your body that balance. And to get that balance, because I am inherently so driven and so determined to consistently move forward physically and, you know, within my business, within my relationships, within my self-development, I need to actively take steps to pause. And it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard when you're determined. It's hard when you're focused, when you're driven. It's hard when you feel like the world is pushing you forward without giving you an opportunity to stop. It's hard when you feel like when you do stop that you are falling behind. And I know that that's, you know, limiting beliefs that I still need to work through. For sure, I still need to work through those. And I'm openly going to acknowledge that. But yeah, I just find it really funny that that's what happens. So that is what happens. Uh, I just wasn't going to be able to cope by juggling everything. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the fact that I, you know, I put so much effort into starting a podcast, into really planning a year of solid discipline and solid action within my business, on top of my health, on top of my, you know, other work, on top of my relationships. And it, the fact that it just didn't happen. And it's not to say that things aren't moving forward. Things are always moving forward. I know that. But it's just how they move forward. And the energy with which I look after myself while things are moving forward, that's so important. And yeah, that's basically that. So yes, the other thing I wanted to say before I get into this episode is sort of a follow through on that. In having taken some time off consistently pouring energy into pushing out content for the sake of pushing out content, because, you know, let's be honest, if we are pushing and pushing and pushing to create every single week without allowing the time to replenish, without allowing the time to have those pauses to, you know, to tap into your creativity, to tap into your creative flow, to tap into just who you are as a person or who I am in this case as a person, It's just pushing for the sake of pushing. And that's not effective. Trust me, that's not effective. And it's not ideal. So in having regained some of the opportunity to just invest more in what actually is going to work for me, for my lifestyle moving forward as much as for my business, I've been able to, it pains me to say it because I was pushing for so long 
but it really gave me the opportunity to assess the fact that I just wasn't, it's not that I wasn't doing business right, but it's that I wasn't, I wasn't approaching my business from a place of alignment with who I am in actuality. I was so determined and I have been so determined to create this image of myself to represent the person that I want to be without giving the person that I am the opportunity to shine. And that is huge for me to admit this on here. And I can't believe that I'm doing that, but that is essentially what I've been able to really truly admit to myself. So without giving too much away, because I'm still just giving myself as much time as I need behind the scenes before I start to really um, show up in a different way through, you know, through things like social media and stuff. I am really honing in on who I am and how I am and how I do the things I do and why I do the things I do specific to nutrition, fitness, habits, creating a healthy lifestyle. And I feel what's most exciting about that is I feel like that is going to be really tangible, really, really tangible. And that's important for me. I feel like that's going to land better and it's just going to be better all around better. I don't really have another word to say, um, but I'm excited. So I'm just going to grab some tea. There is something really wholesome about recording a podcast while drinking tea. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but it's just very wholesome. Anyway, okay. So getting into today as a sort of a follow through of what I just spoke about, This podcast episode is essentially on, and I'm going to make it very tangible for you, it's going to be tips on coming back to balance and a place of vitality, you know, where you feel like you're thriving, where you have energy to give after experiencing fatigue or burnout or exhaustion. So you can use these tips either while you are experiencing fatigue, burnout, exhaustion, or as preventative measures so that you don't become fatigued, burnt out, or exhausted. Going more into why this conversation is important, essentially, and I'm talking generalizations here, generally as a society, we are overstimulated, we are overcaffeinated, and we are overstressed. This is even worse if we have poor boundaries with screens, with TV screens, computer screens, our phone screens, and poor boundaries with our energy and the energy of that, you know, that we're receiving from the world. Obviously, on that note, we are juggling way too much. Time seems to be moving so much faster because there is less opportunity for pause. And I mean, real pause without looking at a screen, without thinking about, you know, the million things that we have on our plate, without you know, having a million tabs open in our brain. It's getting harder and harder to close those tabs, close off from the screens and just breathe and feel the abundance, feel the, the natural abundance that is around us, not the, not the commercial synthetic abundance. It's important to realize that if we're not having boundaries with that, then our energy is going to be affected. Our energy is so incredibly important and we cannot give the best to others if we're not being our best selves. Although we may not feel it in the moment, balance is important. And I mean energetic balance here, but balance of everything is so important. And at some stage we will crash and burn unless we manage our energy in the interim. 
We're also risking illness with all of this. Chronic stress, and I mean stress from just anything, any sort of stress, whether it's physical stress, emotional, uh, what are other forms of stress, any other form of stress. Chronic stress leads to chronic inflammation, which can lead to chronic illness if it's not reversed. If we're not dealing with the root cause of the stress or we're not giving our body a break from that stress, we're going to experience inflammation, chronic inflammation, and we are going to experience illness. The illness is the final manifestation of that inflammation within the body, right? I'm very passionate about this because I have experienced this. I have experienced chronic fatigue. I have experienced varying degrees of adrenal fatigue and adrenal exhaustion that have left me feeling fatigued for months on end. And safe to say, I am very much versed in how to listen to my body when it's telling me it needs to pull back so that it can heal, so that it can replenish, so that it can restore, so that it can come back to a place of, I have extra energy in the tank. I have extra in the tank to give. So that I can avoid as much as possible, because it's not avoidable in totality, getting into a state of fatigue or burnout or exhaustion. Hilariously, this is this is where this ties into what I was saying previously. This is why the universe was basically shoving in my face the need to stop pushing so hard. A big part of that was my body was just saying no. <laughs> While I was trying to push and push and push without a break. It's just not balanced for me and it's not sustainable in the long term. Even if you are someone on the receiving end of this podcast, even if you are someone who can juggle more than I personally can juggle and still have energy to give, the fact is that we all have our threshold, our energetic threshold, where beyond that, we are digging into our reserves and at some point that's going to catch up with us. Regardless of what your lifestyle is, regardless of how much you feel like you can hold on your plate at once, we can all relate to this in some way, shape or form, and we can all take something from this. Now, obviously I understand everyone's situation is different. These are tips that have worked for me and I've tried to make them as generalized as possible so that they are accessible for you. Take what resonates. The more that you can do of this, the better. And honestly, you will notice a difference. Whether or not you're experiencing exhaustion or not right now, guaranteed you will notice a difference if you're not already doing them. I'm excited. Let's get into it. Okay. So I've broken these down into different aspects of your life. And I want you to remember that this is about adding in wholesome love, nourishment, and nurturing vibes. It sounds really cheesy when I say it out loud, but I'm going to remind you that when you are stressed or fatigued or whatever, you're already in a state of depletion. Your body needs the extra love. It needs the extra opportunity to rest. It needs more rest, more love, more nutrients, more of the wholesome good stuff in a very gentle and nurturing way. This is how we maintain this sense of this is doable in a longer term as opposed to this is a quick fix that's going to get me back on my feet so that I can then deplete again. And that's not what we're about. <laughs> we're not about those vibes. So getting into it, nutrition, tips to manage fatigue or burnout or exhaustion 
and to just generally manage your nutrition and your energy from your nutrition. Warm water, first thing in the morning. You can add lemon juice, you can add apple cider vinegar, you can add ginger powder, you can add anything you want, or you can just have plain warm water in the morning. This is especially important. Look, it's important for everyone, but it's especially important for my caffeine-loving women out there. Caffeine, firstly, is dehydrating in nature. When we wake up in the morning, we are already dehydrated. We are entering into the day dehydrated. More than half of our body is made up of water. If we do not maintain that water level, we are going to be dehydrated. So you think about it, you're waking up in the morning, you're dehydrated. The first thing you're having is coffee. You're dehydrating your body even more. Separate to that, this may be a shock. I was shocked when I first heard this. Caffeine doesn't give you energy. The things that give you energy from food are calories. Coffee does not have the calories for that. What coffee does is it taps into your adrenal stores. So it essentially means that you're tapping into your energy reserves so that you feel like you have more energy. I remember learning that and I don't think I've ever gone back to coffee. I actually stopped drinking coffee when I developed chronic fatigue and that was when I learned this and I have never gone back since. I actually don't believe that we should be relying on coffee for energy because it all we're doing is depleting, consistently depleting, especially if we have it every day. We are consistently depleting our energy stores. We're consistently tapping into our adrenal energy stores and we're not giving our bodies the opportunity to build that sense of natural energy that is should be normal I think anyway that's just my opinion not to say that coffee's bad but I would definitely recommend removing caffeine or at least lowering your caffeine intake and most importantly here drink warm water or at least it doesn't have to be warm but water first thing in the morning before your coffee anytime you have coffee drink water before and afterwards And first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, warm water. I say warm because it's just easier on our digestive system. It's not so much of a shock on our digestive system. So, so long after eating, if we've, you know, presumably fasted for 12 hours or whatever it is, eight to 12 hours. I also have cut gluten and dairy and lowered my sugar intake. Lowering my sugar intake is something I'm consistently working on, but gluten and dairy are known inflammatories of the body. So cutting or at least lowering your gluten and dairy intake is particularly important if you are experiencing fatigue and burnout from systemic inflammation. Now, I always recommend if you're cutting anything like that out of your diet, make sure that you're speaking to a doctor or a naturopath or a nutritionist or someone who can help you confirm that you are still getting all of your nutrients, essential nutrients, vitamins and minerals that you need. Uh, because the last thing we want to do is deplete more of the good stuff because then we're only going to end up feeling worse, but that's also going to have longer term ramifications. The last thing I'm going to say is supplement when needed. We shouldn't be relying on supplements to make us feel better, but in moments where we don't have that much energy, supplementing can be great. So I actually supplement a lot for my digestion. I supplement with glutamine and slippery elm powder because they're quite nurturing and nourishing. And for someone who experiences chronic IVS, especially when I'm working out more, I find that these things are quite nourishing and calming and gentle, and they just help me to feel a little bit better. 
So just to recap, nutrition, warm water, first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, removing or cutting caffeine if possible, cutting or removing gluten and dairy and lowering your sugar intake. Again, if that's possible for you, always consult a medical professional if you're going to be doing something like that and supplement when needed. Movement, moving on to movement now. Switching up your exercise. First of all, if you don't exercise, movement is one of the best things that you can be doing for your body. And I'm not talking starting up HIIT workouts or heavy weighted workouts. I'm talking easy, accessible body weight exercises. Walking. Never ever underestimate the power of walking, especially if it means you're getting outside into the fresh air. You're just moving that energy around, moving that oxygen around, getting your muscles working, strengthening your skeletal uh, body, your muscular body. All of those things are so important. It also helps move emotion around uh, when we're not physically moving our body. We're also not giving our body the opportunity to move emotion around. My last tip for that, prioritize recovery. Recovery is more important than actually adding extra stress on your body through you know, stress on your muscles. If you think about the fact that when we're exercising to build muscle, we are creating micro tears in our muscles and then they heal. And that's how we build muscle. That's actually the way in which we build muscle. When we are recovering from fatigue and exhaustion, our body doesn't have the resources in which to do that. We are not focusing on building muscle here. We're not focusing on being our fittest, our leanest, our strongest. We are focusing on being gentle, and kind and nurturing to our bodies and giving our bodies what it needs, which at the end of the day is rest and recovery, right? So don't stop moving. Do not by any mean, shape or form stop moving, but do it in a way that allows your body to continue to heal without putting excess strain on it, which may mean taking extra days off of exercise. More days off exercise in the days when you really are really burnt out, fatigued, you know, chronically fatigued, adrenal fat- adrenally fatigued, Resting is going to do so much more for your body, for your mental state, for your physical state, than pushing more into that state of burnout, fatigue, exhaustion. What I personally did while recovering from chronic fatigue was I went from doing weighted workouts to bodyweight workouts. I did Pilates, bar classes, and yoga, and I found them very restorative. They were actually the only workouts that I was able to do because they didn't put excess They put strain on my body without it being too much. So that was doable for me. And I focused more on my recovery than the actual workouts. More days in the week were spent recovering. So either not doing a bodyweight workout and just going for a walk or just stretching or doing nothing. (laughs) So moving on to routine. Again, repeating what I just said, resting when needed. Cut out the excess. If you're out too much on the weekends, you know, dial it back when you can. doesn't have to be dialing it back from everything, but basically just go slower than you think that you need to. And working a full-time job in a corporate environment or in in an office environment, I would just say take six days when you need them. If you need to change your job environment, do. Our jobs take up so much energy within our lives. We need to know that they can be sustainable in the long term. Again, that's prioritizing rest. All of this is prioritizing rest and and adding in nutrition and adding in, you know, the nourishing things. But yeah, to reinforce that, I was recovering from chronic fatigue from the worst of it. It got to the point where I was able to pick up more shifts at work 
And at the same time, I was very social with a group of friends that I had and we were going out regularly. What happened though was I was going too hard, too fast, recovering from something that actually required for me to be moving slower than I was. And my immune system dropped so low that very unusually, I ended up developing glandular fever for the second time in my life. And I was out for, I think it was a month or six weeks. Typically though, it is very rare to experience glandular fever a second time in your life. It was basically just my body going, no, no, this was too much. (laughs) So it was a very good reminder for me, you know, that just because you feel like you're getting better, it's not an opportunity for you to go from zero to a hundred. Take things slow, prioritize rest, go slower than you think that you need to. Relationships, I'm going to say own your current lifestyle choices. One thing I experienced a lot while recovering from chronic fatigue was comments like, you know, you seem fine. I don't understand why you can't stay out or you used to drink coffee. Why aren't you drinking it anymore? Um, You know, things, things like that. And what I got from that was people don't understand unless they've been through it themselves. They will not understand. They just cannot understand. There is a difference between being tired and being chronically burnt out, fatigued, exhausted. It is okay that other people don't understand you and where you're coming from right now. This is your life. It's your experience. It's your body. It's your health. It's your everything. You are your own priority. And from this, I'm going to say, make yourself a priority. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Understanding, obviously, that everyone's life experience is different. But it's about the little things that you can do in the moment. It's about resting when you can. It's about owning the fact that your body right now needs more rest in the moments that you can, more nutrition, more focus on love and nurturing when you can than to continue to pour into other people, right? So moving on to more of the energetics of our life, unexpressed emotion remains stuck within ourselves, literally weighing us down. Emotions are energy in motion. They are designed to move. So when we're not allowed, when we're avoiding and when we're not allowing our emotions to take their natural course, when we are not allowing ourselves the opportunity to express an emotion that we feel, these emotions are going to get stuck physically within ourselves. That weighs us down. This creates emotional and energetic clutter within our bodies that very much is able to contribute to and does contribute to chronic fatigue, exhaustion, burnout. Looking at this, in terms of clearing this out and working on this, this is a slower game and it may be a little bit less tangible, but I'm going to say things like breathwork sessions are incredible. Finding a breathwork facilitator and joining a breathwork session once a week. Journaling, just to provide yourself an opportunity to keep in touch with your emotions or what's going on within your internal landscape, seeing a therapist to talk things over, having those uncomfortable conversations you've been delaying, if anything, purely so that you can just move on. There is so much that we can do for our energetic health. So just to recap, all of that, nutrition, warm water in the morning, cutting gluten and dairy if we need to, removing or lowering caffeine, supplementing when needed. Movement, either adding in light exercise or cutting down from heavy exercise or hit exercise, cutting down to body weight, gentle, restorative movement, prioritize your recovery, routine, resting when needed, adjusting your lifestyle as much as you can 
to incorporate more rest than you previously had been allowing. Go slower than you think that you need to. Relationships, owning your current lifestyle choices. It's okay if other people don't understand where you are, what you're doing right now. It's your life. It's your body. It's your experience of this world. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Make yourself a priority. You are allowed to make yourself a priority. In fact, it's recommended that you do. In this case, it's recommended that you do. Energy, do what you can to experience and express and let go of that stagnant, stuck energy. It doesn't have to be intense. It can be breath work once a week, journaling, seeing a therapist if you are able to, having any uncomfortable conversations you've been putting off, just doing what you can to stay in touch with your energetic landscape. The very, very last thing I'm going to say, cycle syncing. And this is going to tie everything that I've just said together. Cycle syncing. As a woman, we are not designed to live our life in the same way that men do. And I'm talking your your routines here, your day-to-day, the way that you go about your habits and your days. Men function off a circadian rhythm, a 24-hour rhythm, which means that every single day, every single 24 hours, their hormones are reset. So they can live out the same routine, the same structure within their life day after day with less opportunity to get burnt out than women. Women function off the infradian rhythm. This is the cycle that their hormones go through, and this is related directly with their menstrual cycle. And within that menstrual cycle, we experience four different phases. Just after our period, we feel like we have more energy because we do. Our bodies are able to tolerate more. Our immune system goes up slightly. We are able to tolerate less food, as in lower calories, slightly. We feel like we just have more energy. We're stronger, all those things. In the week or so leading up to our period and potentially during our period or our bleed, our bleed phase, our immune system goes down slightly. We need more calories within our body. We are more tired. We're needing more rest. We are more irritable, potentially, if we're not giving ourselves that rest and that nutrition. And our lifestyle should be reflecting that. Uh, Very rarely is it given the opportunity to with, you know, jobs that require a nine to five every single week of the year, um, so on and so forth. Doing what we can to cycle sync is important. Cycle syncing is able to be done with nutrition, with our exercise, with the way that we approach our relationships, our work, our creativity. Essentially, every single point and tip that I just mentioned can be cycle synced. And this will do wonders for your everyday energy, for your monthly energy, for your yearly energy, for your ability to deal with stresses in your life and your ability to thrive as a woman. So I'm not going to go into that in any more depth other than to say that on my website, which I will link below, I have a guide on how to understand your menstrual cycle more and how to live in sync with your cycle. I also have a period tracker so you can start to track your period, your menstrual cycle more, which is always beneficial for understanding your inherent shifts in energy. And I also have a habit tracker that works in sync with your cycle. So rather than just tracking your habits across each month without taking into account your natural energetic fluctuations and your hormonal fluctuations and the different needs of your body throughout the month, this habit tracker allows for you to track your habits in a way that takes all of that into account. 
All of those products are amazing. They are all products that I personally use and love. And yeah, like I said, it'll just make the biggest difference to your overall quality of life and ability to deal with stresses in life. All of those products are available on my website. They will be linked below. Feel free to message if you have any questions. So yeah, that is it for this episode. I hope that it's been informative. I hope that it's been tangible enough for you. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your key takeaways. Let me know if this has been helpful for you in any way. And I'm sure I will be back soon. I'm excited for whatever that next episode is going to bring. I hope you have a lovely day or night uh, whenever you are listening and I will chat then. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to tune into this episode. I am celebrating you for taking the time out of your own day to do something for yourself. I really do appreciate your support through this platform and I truly hope you got something valuable out of the episode. It would mean the absolute world to connect with you outside of this space. So please reach out via my Insta at mon underscore kinlock and let me know your key takeaways, what you loved about the app, or even what you would love for me to expand on in future apps. You are also very welcome to leave a review. And so that this podcast can have the best chance at reaching the people that truly will benefit from it, please take a screenshot and share this episode on your socials. Again, tagging me at mon underscore kinlock. On a different note, to check out my current coaching offers, my digital products, and my blog, head to my website, www.monkinlock.com, and you can find everything there. As always, I am sending you so much love. Until next time, chat soon. Bye.